The last verse of John chapter 3, verse 36, it says this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that, he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Let me give you this. If you're saved in here this morning, here's some encouragement. Romans chapter 10, verse 11, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That's a wonderful thing, because there's a lot of people out there that are trying to put Christians down. But the Bible tells us that if you believe on him, you shall not be ashamed. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever visit a hole-in-the-wall restaurant and their food was amazing? Troy and I were talking about this, I think, the other day. A hole-in-the-wall restaurant? I need to find some of those around here because I'll just give you a couple of examples. Have you ever been to 9th and Passyunk in Philadelphia? That's an address. 9th and Passyunk, the intersection right there. Pat's and Geno's. Does that, does that sound a little bit more familiar? Cheesesteak places in Philadelphia. No? Okay. <laughs> Ninth and Pat's and Young. Pat's and Geno's. If, if you're a Pat's guy, you're not a Geno's guy. If you're a Geno's guy, you're not a Pat's guy. I'm a Pat's guy. We're, my family is Pat's. Lee is, I don't think, has Leah been there before? Doesn't matter. She's a Pat's girl. <laughs> All right. But uh, it's a hole in the wall. But the food is amazing. My alma mater is Millersville University in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Music education was the, was the degree that, that we got there. It's where I met my wife, but it's also the place of the sugar bowl. It is a hole in the wall, but they have amazing cheesesteaks. And if you go to the sugar bowl at Millersville, then you've got to get your cheesesteak with a little bit of marinara on top of it. Has anybody ever done marinara on your cheesesteak? Like, I, I see people like, no, that's weird. Okay, no, no, no. Marinara on your cheesesteak is amazing, especially at the Sugar Bowl. Okay, their fries are decent as well. My wife likes their bread and mushrooms. I'm not a mushroom guy. It doesn't matter. All right. One more. If you ever go to Glen Burnie, Maryland, there's a great church up there, Granite Baptist Church. That's where we served for, for a number of years. But right around the corner on Hospital Drive, down the road, just past the, uh, the, uh, the red light, Jonathan and I were talking about that the other day, uh, there's a little place that's called Capri Pizza. And their pizza is amazing, and their subs are good. But what I really love from Capri, and this is weird, but I really love their, their grilled chicken Caesar salad. It's not healthy. It's amazing, though. Uh, and so you're ever in that area. If you're ever there, you need to go there, and you need to try one of those things. But you, we, we see these hole-in-the-wall types of places, but their product, their food is amazing. And, and, you know, you think about you and your life and me and my life. We're the hole in the wall. But if you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, your product is amazing. Your product is amazing. The little ones to him belong. They are weak. That's us. We're weak. But he is strong. That's encouragement to me. Weakness is not bad. Trial is not bad. If King David had never had trials, we'd never have the Psalms. He was up one Psalm, down the next. Up one Psalm, down the next. He was just like, like us. I heard a phrase one time, that broken pots spill more water. Have you ever heard that phrase? Broken pots spill more water. The idea is this, is you know, the pot breaks, it, it's, it's flawed, but it's going to give out more blessing. So you fill that pot up with water and you're carrying it along, along the garden. Everything's getting watered. Everything's getting watered. Broken pots spill more water. And, and we're that broken pot. If we're saved, then we have that opportunity to share Jesus Christ with a lot of people, with everybody we come into contact with. And so we know what our product is now. It's the greatest thing anyone could ever share with anyone else. It's absolutely 100% free. Now we have to share it. We need to bring it to our neighbors. 
If we truly love God and believe the word of God, how can we not? How can we not tell people about it? Let me give you another piece of confidence. Matthew chapter 16. This is one of my favorite verses. It says this in verse 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, speaking of himself, Jesus Christ, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus started the church, and he said forever and ever and ever more, the gates of hell, Satan, will not prevail against what I have created. And guess what? He said he will build my church. Guess who we are? We are the church. Jesus Christ will build us, and Satan will not prevail against us in here right now. That is encouragement to me. And so we ask ourselves, well, what do we do with it? What's the point? What's the point of church? And that's where we come back to our, 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 our scripture from this morning. Matthew 22, verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the, and the prophets. And it leads right into, that great commission leads right into the great, a great commandment leads right into the great commission. And we see Matthew 28:19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so we get a third piece of confidence right there. And, and so we look at those and we saw already that whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed in Romans 10:11. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it in Matthew 16. And then I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Man, we've got some backing. We've got, we've got some power in our lives to move forward and live for Jesus Christ and to share Him with our neighbors. And so we finally get to purpose number one. My friend up top, Caleb, love God. Purpose number one is love God. Spend time with Him. Worship Him. Love Him with all your heart. I saw a video recently uh, pro- promoting an aspect of a church ministry. Uh, and it was a kid speaking in the video. And, and it went something like this. Uh, we're going to have games, and we're going to have great food, and we're also going to have a great message about Jesus Christ. And I thought, wow, those words are really good. But the heart behind those words, I don't know. It didn't seem... It didn't seem like they were really emphasizing the fact that they were going to say something about Jesus at that event. I heard the words, but I didn't believe the heart behind the words. Here's the opposite. The opposite is this. I'm going to give you a commercial for a teen conference that's, that, that we have the opportunity to go to here uh, with, with, our, with our teens here at Community Baptist. June 19th is going to be incredible. The teens are going to have an opportunity to hear Kenny Baldwin, Kurt Skelly, and Dean Miller preach about Christ into their lives. I've heard these guys speak before uh, several times. My friends, your teens will will be impacted if you let them come to this conference. Oh, uh, and and there's going to be a ton of fun games and an inflatable bounce house type stuff and great food as well. You see the opposite? Okay, now that's a true commercial. If you are in here and and you have a teenager and, and, and you have the opportunity to let them go with us on June 19th, let me know. That'd be great. Okay, that's real. Uh, But you see the difference in the communication. You see the difference in how we can communicate communicate Christ. A dear preacher friend of mine always used to uh, say to his congregation and and ask them uh, to have the joy of Jesus in their life and on their face. 
And, and I'll tell you the truth. My resting face is, is not the greatest resting face. I'll just be honest with you, okay? My resting face, somebody asked me if I, was up, if I was upset at them one time. Not here. It was been a little while back. But they asked me if I was upset at them. But it was just my resting face, okay? Um, I felt bad for it. But we need to work on our resting face. Uh, we need to show the joy of Jesus in our life and communicate Jesus in our lives and, and, and love him. Uh, if you spend time in his word, you cannot walk away less impacted or less in love with God. So spend time with him. And then purpose number two is to love people. Purpose number two is to love people. God never tells us to love ourselves. Each person in here would never say, uh, hey, I want a worse life for myself. I want less health. I want less wealth. I want less ability. That would never happen. But 20, uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine says that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We are the church. We should be demonstrating God's love. We should minister to needs spiritually and emotionally and physically and and, and relationally. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12 tells us that the work of the church is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And 2 Timothy 2.2 gives us something similar. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard the phrase, us four no more? Yeah, I know you have. Uh, us four no more. Uh, quarantine over this last year has really made for a lot of uh, small group work situations and a lot of time at home. I found a, 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 a picture that I want to show you. Um, uh, but then I found some other pictures as well, and I, I just thought I just can't not go without showing you. So... These are just, take a little break here for a second. You can laugh if you want to, but if, if you don't like them, then you don't have to laugh. Uh, before quarantine and after quarantine, it's kind of hard to see, but it's, it's, it's Yoda up there as a little baby, and then, and then he's real old after quarantine, okay? <laughs> uh, let's see, Frodo says, when someone in the house returns from the grocery shop, uh, and, and then he says, what news of the outside world? Tell me everything. Quarantine week number four, I cut it myself. Let's hold on right there, uh, Caleb. That, that, was not, that was not me, but my wife did cut my hair twice back near the beginning of quarantine, and it was interesting, let me say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Me getting ready to have a video call for something that should just be an email. Some of our work people relate. March 24th, July 24th. Next. Flexing. In, let's hold on on this one, because this is for the younger folks, and I need to explain it to the older folks, because I don't know that they'll understand. Flexing in March 2019, flexing in March 2020. So, I mean, you, you can kind of get it from the context, but in 2019, if you have, uh, had a pair of AirPods, you were pretty cool stuff. And in 2020, if you had your hand sanitizer, that was pretty cool stuff. All right, let's move on. Me homeschooling my kids. I had to do this one because Mr. Rogers is my theme slide today. So I'm not very good at it, but it doesn't matter. Confession. This is how I know what day of the week it is. And then this is the last one. Let's hold on here for a second. When you find out your daily lifestyle is actually called quarantine. <laughs> and let me say something about that. That's funny, but there's also a piece of truth in there. Uh, and it could be convicting if you take it a certain way. And listen, we are not saved to sit. We are saved to serve. Uh, and, and so we see this idea of if we were the same before quarantine as in the middle of quarantine as, a, as in after quarantine. And, and, and we've not reached people before in the middle or after uh, then, then maybe there's something that we need to think about, something that we need to work on. For me, 
Uh, and again, this is one of my avenues of reaching out to people. When I go door knocking, um, it, it helps me to, to reach out to people. Uh, and when we were in quarantine, we stopped all of that. Um, and uh, man, I just had a crazy amount of fervor inside of me to just get back out there and, and knock a door. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we see that, uh, that meme right there. If you're the same before in the middle and after, then maybe think about something like that, okay? We're not saved to sit. We are saved to serve, love people. And then purpose number three, go and make disciples, which is, again, in relation to number two. But go and make disciples. We as the church are here to share Jesus Christ, to communicate the word of God. Everyone here in this place, when we exit this place, enters their own mission field. You leave as a member of Community Baptist Church and go represent, represent Jesus Christ in hopes that, the, that those that you come in contact with will one day find Jesus just like you did. It sounds real basic, but the question is, do we do it? Do we do it? If we do, is there something else that we could do to add on to it? Is there something that we could do more? Is there something that we could do better? We are here to share the good news, the gospel. It is the greatest privilege after salvation to see someone come to Christ. Listen, you may have heard something like this before, but, but really, if you could cure cancer, wouldn't you do everything possible to get that cure to everybody that you possibly could? If you knew the one way out of a burning building, wouldn't you take as many people as you possibly could along with you to get out of harm's way? If you were at the PA system of a sinking ship, wouldn't you be on there calling out to as many people as you could to get out of their, their cabins, out of their rooms, get to safety, get to the lifeboats? And this morning, if you are here and you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that means you also know about a cure. It's a cure for eternity. You know and I know that we all will be in eternity somewhere. There may be some people in here that don't know Jesus Christ personally, even in this room. And now they're hearing it now because I'm speaking. But maybe a personal conversation with you some other time. Maybe them, maybe them hearing your story about how you came to the point in your life where you realized that Jesus Christ was your absolute need. Maybe that is something that you, that you could do, that you could think about doing as we walk out of the doors here today. We need to press forward and reach out to those that are around us. Cutco can take an inexpensive resin and a piece of steel and make some knives worth $1,000 a set. That's ingenuity. Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak can take wires and microchips and turn the world upside down. That's technology. Salvatore Garo, I think I'm saying his name right, is an Italian multidisciplinary artist. I just saw this story. It happened a couple days ago. This is crazy. Uh, recently, Garo made an invisible sculpture and sold it for $18,000. I'm on that train. Help me out. Okay? I'm just throwing that in there. That's not art, but that is interesting, okay? Bob Ross, although you may disagree, uh, could take an inexpensive piece of canvas, some paint and some, uh, some brushes, and paint a scenic mountainscape, and they sell for about $10,000 a piece. Do you know how many paintings Bob Ross did? I looked it up. About 30,000. Wow. That's art. A mechanic can take their skill and turn a $50 piece of metal and turn it into a $1,000 repair. <laughs> That's skill. God can take my worthless, sinful life, wash it in the blood of Jesus, put his spirit in it, and make it eternally blessed. 
That's salvation. What a privilege to be the hands and feet of Jesus, telling about his sacrifice for our eternity. I'm going to give you a a quick poem here by J. Campbell Morgan out of the Westminster pulpit. It reads like this. Behold, a stranger at the door. He gently knocks, has knocked before, has waited long, is waiting still. You treat no other friend so ill. O lovely attitude, he stands with melting heart and laden hands. O matchless kindness, and he shows this matchless kindness to his foes. But will he prove a friend indeed? He will, the very friend you need. The friend of sinners, yes, tis he, with garments dyed on Calvary. Rise, touched with gratitude divine, turn out his enemy and thine. That soul-destroying monster, sin, and let the heavenly stranger in. Admit him for the human breast, ne'er entertained so kind a guest. No mortal tongue their joys can tell with whom he condescends to dwell. Sovereign of souls, thou prince of peace, O may thy gentle reign increase. Throw wide the door, each willing mind, and be his empire, all mankind. The poem asks you if Jesus is still on the other side of the door. In your life. Behold a stranger at the door. Speaking of Jesus, he gently knocks as knocked before. Is he still on the other side of the door for you this morning? Have you decided to let him into your life? I plead with you this morning that if that is a question in your life still, if, if that is something that you're still thinking about, if you are not sure whether Jesus Christ is your Savior or not, if you are not sure that you will be in heaven 100% when you are gone from this earth, I plead with you, get it settled today. Get it settled today. Jesus wants to come through that door. But will he prove a friend in need? He will. The very friend you need. And then if you're saved in here, let me ask you this question. Or let me go through just a short little checklist, real quick. Pray for opportunities, number one. Pray for opportunities. Be intentional in your outreach. You know, a lot of times we go through life and we think to ourselves, myself included, this is me. I'll go through life and I'll go to the grocery store, I'll go, you know, fast food and just go around different places, get a coffee, whatever it is. And, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm going to, I'm going to live Christian, my Christian values. I'm going to not, not sin. But am I intentional in my outreach? Am I prepared with something to give somebody if an opportunity arises? And then have I prayed for an opportunity to arise? I'll tell you what, if you pray for an opportunity to arise, it's coming. I don't think God is going to pass that one up. God will bring somebody by your door or, or, or by your way. Pray for opportunities. Pray for opportunities. There are awesome things happening here. Small groups is coming around the corner. Uh, Children's ministry, teens ministry are doing great things right right now. There's activities that are coming up. There's things that are happening here. Uh, If you need an excuse to invite somebody to church, it's there for you right now. Uh, And and there there are fun things to do. Parents want to, you know, maybe have a little time on their own this, this summer and, and, you know, have their kids be involved in some kind of an activity. There are opportunities here at Community Baptist Church to have people come 
and be blessed by this ministry and, and then have an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ and, 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 uh, and, and be blessed by this place. Let me tell you something, though, also. You're in here this morning. You're saved. You're Christian. Maybe you've been here uh, a, a couple of weeks. Maybe you've been here a number of years. Maybe you've been here 20 years. And you say in your mind, maybe you don't say it out loud, but you say, hey, Pastor Ryan, you know, um, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I know my Bible, but I'm just scared to death to talk to people about Jesus. Or maybe you say, hey, I just don't know the first thing to say. Here's my encouragement to you. I will take any opportunity that I can and take you with me and we'll knock on as many doors until we get to somebody that will talk to us as we possibly can and get you something that you can see with your own eyes. Now, I'm not saying that every single time I go out that, that somebody opens the door and we have a great conversation about God. That's not, that's not what happens all the time. But along the way, we'll be able to talk. We'll be able to share with each other uh, struggles and, and things like that and, and concerns and hopefully have some edification between the two of us and, and, uh, and grow in our, uh, in our outreach, in our, uh, our confidence to do so. So pray for opportunities. The second thing is this. Expect guests at church. Expect guests at church. And then when they're here, greet them. Greet them. Uh, we, if there are guests here, I would love to greet you at, at the door when we're done here. I, I, again, I have that, a, a small gift for you. Uh, I would love to, to meet with you. Uh, if, if there are guests and people that you see around uh, and, and uh, they look confused or they don't know what's going on, uh, help them. Help them find where they need to go, the restrooms or a certain Sunday school class or whatever it may be. There might be some language here that, that may not, they may not understand. We have this thing called BSF here. If you're here and it's your first Sunday here, you have no idea what BSF is. Okay? It's Bible Study Fellowship. It is our adult Sunday school class is what, what, what that is. Okay? Torch. Let's go hang out at Torch today. Not for the 70-year-olds. But you don't know that. <laughs> Torch is the teen group. Uh, so help our visitors. Help our visitors with questions that they may have. Help them find their place and uh, escort them to where they, they need to be. Sit with guests. And then, uh, so pray for opportunities. Expect guests at church. Are you involved in the community? Are you involved in the community? Do you pray for South Riding? Now, some of you may not live in South Riding, but do you pray for your community? Do you pray for your street? And I'm not saying that we're praying for, and this is a good thing too, but I'm not saying like pray for your, uh, your official, your county officials and, you know, politicians and things like that. Again, that's, that's a good thing to do, but I'm saying, are you praying for God to work in the hearts and in the lives of the people that are in your community. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what is coming up here in South Riding? I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't know all these things either, but I looked it up. <laughs> all right. Southriding.net has got a, got a wonderful list of things that, that are happening here in our, in our community. Food truck Thursday nights. We went this last Thursday. It was wonderful. We had Paco's Tacos Grill. It was a little bit more expensive than I wanted to pay, but... Uh, it was really good. Um, and so we were able to uh, speak to a, a few people that, that were there. Uh, but be involved in your community. July 2nd is Star Spangled South Riding. It won't, it won't mess up your July 4th plans because it's on July 2nd. Okay? Uh, and you can be involved in that and, and talk to people. If you're around and you're talking to people, uh, involve your, 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 in your communication the fact that, hey, by the way, right down the street from, uh, from, from the town hall is, is Community Baptist Church. That's where I attend. You should come sometime. Mention an activity that's coming up. August 3rd 
National Night Out. I had no idea what this was, but I looked it up. This is kind of a cool event. Keep South Riding safe. Join us for National Night Out, the annual nationwide neighborhood watch campaign. This effort involves South Riding residents, law enforcement agencies, neighborhood organizations, and businesses uh, united in the fight against crime. Turn on your porch lights, grab your flashlight, family and friends and, and neighbors, and head to the town green for an event that is sort of strengthened South Riding safety and spirit. That's kind of neat. We can be involved in that, and, and, and as we're there and, and we're communicating with people, again, share the fact that, that, uh, that there's a church right around the corner from, from where you're standing at that point, and tell them about Jesus and, and the fact that they, they, they would be helped by Jesus in their lives. Uh, involve yourself in community organizations. That's not for everyone. I'm not involved in community organizations, but if you're able to do something like that, go ahead. That would be great, great opportunity for you to share Jesus in your community. Use social media to connect with the community. My wife is involved in, in some different uh, groups, uh, South Riding Wives or something like that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> moms, okay, South, something like that. And the moms, uh, be involved in, in those types of things. And, have, and, and it'll bring you opportunities to share Jesus Christ with the community that God has placed you in. God has placed Community Baptist Church. And again, God, Community Baptist Church, that's us. God has placed Community Baptist Church in South Riding, Virginia for a reason. It's not an arbitrary, it's not been placed arbitrarily, I can't say it, (laughs) arbitrarily, yes. Uh, God has placed us here, God has placed you here. Why? And we ask ourselves that question. I want to finish just real quick with another, I'm not going to give you the whole poem, but it's just another little poem. This one's by C.T. Studd. And the last two lines are, are amazing. Listen to this. It says, two little lines I heard one day. Traveling along life's busy way, bringing conviction to my heart, and from my mind would not depart. And here are the two lines. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And so a simple message this morning. Are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Do you know 100% one day that you'll be in heaven one day? And then number two, if you are saved and you're here today, Is there something that you could do more for Christ in the area that we've been placed? Are you reaching your neighbors? The neighbors that we have in South Riding, the neighbors that that you have wherever you live, are you reaching?